The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We've got a very tired Wrestling Inc. crew here after uh, that episode of Monday Night Raw. Mr. Rajgiri, Mr. Matt Morgan. Uh, Matt, you look more exhausted. What did you think of Raw tonight? I don't know what you're talking about. Where did you get that from? <laughs> His hair's I'm done, nails done. <laughs> yeah, I'm a professional. I don't get tired. Um, no, uh, it was just another episode to me. Um, they threw away a great uh, pay-per-view main event, in my opinion, on free television for no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't understand that. Um, but, you know. By that, you meant the three-way, not big cast yeah. and big show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. That shouldn't even that, that shouldn't even been uh, – we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't get what they were thinking with putting that on last. I don't either. So the show opened – in an interesting way tonight, um, I, there's got to be some swerve in there, right? Because uh, got coming out to the ring, Kurt Angle. Oh man, Heyman, Lesnar, and announcing the stip that if Brock Lesnar loses at SummerSlam, he's leaving the WWE. So I, I like this. It, it gave something, you know. It, it gave it like there was some importance to it. So so I like this bit now. Yeah. Lesnar right now is booked for the next pay-per-view, uh, which is No Mercy in September, okay. and uh, Raw a couple weeks after that. Obviously, plans can always change, but um, you know, usually when they write Lesnar off, it's usually he quits or he's suspended, or sometimes he just you know after the last few couple years he just stops appearing and and there's no storyline reason given. But before that, that those used to be the storyline reasons was that he got suspended or he quit. So who knows? They might be doing that again if, if maybe they feel like, you know, obviously if that's what happens, then that, uh, that would kind of, you know, play into the rumors of John Jones. And, but that's like six months down the road if that were to happen. At least. I would say a year because he's got to pass. You got to remember, he's got to still pass all of those friggin' uh, drug tests again on he, their time. He can't just show up and say, hey, I'm ready to pass drug tests now. Um, it doesn't work that way. So they can call each other out as much as they want, but he's got to be able to go through that entire process again. And that's, to my understanding, that's like a six to eight month thing. Well, for him it is because he retired during suspension. So he has to finish out his suspension first. Then he has to get in the pool. And then, uh, you know, then he can sign on to fight. So I'm calling eight months to a year. And and that's, is it going to still have it to the same luster? Won't John Jones fight since then? You would think so. I mean, he's the champ. Um, but there's no big money fights if I was the UFC. If you could get uh, Lesnar yeah. by the time his contract's up, which is April, um, uh, it might be worth waiting that long, you know, because th- they don't have big money fights right now. Right. I mean, GSP but, versus Michael Bisping is the biggest that they got. And this would squash yeah. that. So it might be worth holding on to, to that fight as opposed to a smaller John Jones fight, which might not draw and John Jones might lose. And then there goes all the luster for that, the Lesnar-John Jones fight. 
So who knows? I mean, this could all be, yeah. be a swerve. Lesnar wins and then loses it at no mercy. Or Lesnar holds uh-huh. on to it until WrestleMania. So. Hmm. Could be right. Yeah. So I think it's smart of them to play into uh, the rumors about Lesnar yeah. going back mm-hmm. to the UFC. I thought that was clever. That yeah. was the best thing. That was the best thing on the show. I mean, is that really clever though? Like, come on, that's, it's, it's everyone's talking about it. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to write that. Come on, we're but giving they, way too much credit here. Yeah, but at least uh, at least they did something that added to a match at SummerSlam, whereas nothing else on the show did. <laughs> you didn't <know? laughs> you so. like Bailey running away. You didn't like babyface Bailey sprinting away in circles from uh, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> that didn't make you want to see her kick her ass at the pay per view. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What the hell was that? Maybe we'll get to that, but they've killed that character. You know, we'll we'll get to that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so after that, the Hardys versus uh, Gallows and Anderson with uh, Dash and Dawson, the revival on commentary. These guys are running in place, you know, as much as I like the revival, the Hardys, they seem too big for where they are right now, especially Jeff. Um, it looks like Matt's not getting the broken gimmick. I think that's seeming like that might be dead. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, he, he wants to try to come up with something new or something different, but what they're doing right now, it just feels like the same thing with the Hardys every week. Let me ask you this. What would you rather see, though? The same thing with the Hardys every week or the same thing with, Cesaro, Sheamus, and uh, versus the club every week. Well, it's kind of, they're all kind of in that same mix, except for Cesaro and Sheamus are kind of out of it right now because they're moving on to Ambrose and Rollins. But um, I mean, I'd rather see the Hardys, but it, it, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to throw a story in there, give them some promo time, do something different on, on a given week as opposed to just match, 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 match every week. And it's the same yeah. match as you've already seen before. You, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're right. You think that they'd be a little bit smarter with, um, I don't know what the word is, but like um, ma- maximizing their, their, their ring time. Do you know what I mean? Making yeah. them mean more, right? Because they're not, they're not spring chickens anymore. Um, you know what I mean? Especially the crazy bumps Jeff takes. And they, the, man, the man never ages, you know, so I don't mean to say it that way. But still, why, why jeopardize getting him hurt and even Matt get hurt for that matter in matches every single week when – the fans just want to see them. They want to hear their music. They want to see their entrance. They want to see Jeff at a swan pond. Fine. You can still do a promo and get to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, add some twists and turns. Add, some, add, add a storyline. Add something. That's not. It's yeah. just not the same match every week. With the tags, it feels yeah. like that's what they do in place of storyline is the idea of doing these mixed yeah. matches. Yeah, yeah we've talked about it. We've talked about this forever. Yeah. That, that's their yeah, formula. Yeah, they at least wrestle. when it's a singles feud, there's backstage altercations. There's, you know, people throwing each other in ambulances or dumpsters or something. <laughs> yeah. But with tags, there's nothing, man. It's just the same thing. Just switch your dance partner. Uh, yeah. I thought, I will say this, uh, you know, I thought the match was fine, but the revival and commentary I thought were fantastic. Yeah. I thought they stepped up, actually. I yeah. thought that, uh, I hope they gained uh, Vince's confidence so they get to do more. Yeah. yeah. Most they've talked uh, since they've been on the main roster, so I thought that was really good. Um, after that, backstage setting up Ambrose and Rollins, uh, a bit more there. Um, we'll talk about that. Rollins, and- is it just me or does Rollins come across as really weak in this whole yeah. thing with like begging to to get Dean Ambrose Dean, Ambr- <laughs> Dean Ambrose's forgiveness? I don't know. Just comes it comes across as like a a puppy dog. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. He's making amends, Rush. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, and Rich Swan versus Tony Nese, TJP, and Aria Davari. Red ropes, cruiserweight action. Anyone? Red ropes. Yeah, red ropes. Cruiserweight red action. Ropes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess what I mean, I hope they don't do a three way and do the same setup that they always do with Davari and Tozawa fighting to a draw. And, you know, it's it's made into a three way, but I could easily see them doing that. Yeah. After that, oh, so Akira Tozawa, Rich Swan, and Cedric Alexander won. Um, that match was pretty good. Um, it just has no heat, you know. The, it, again, the cruiserweights—they've done a number on that division. Yeah. Which says something about storytelling. I mean, I think anyone that watches this podcast and listens to our number one complaint—it's that great wrestling without context. It's a little harder to get invested in. This is yeah. a soap opera at the end of the day. You know, we want the story. Um, okay, so Ms. TV, this, this was a lot of story. Ms. Uh, talking to Jason Jordan. Things breaking out with the Ms. Taraj. Ms. Ms. versus Jordan at SummerSlam. That's, that's the rumor. Matt, you excited for that? Wow. I am, actually. And I, for, I, I, like, I like watching Jason Jordan work, actually. I always have even back when he had his Afro at FCW, you know, um, he, um, I think he's a great worker. I really do. And I like the way he works. I like his fire, but, um, he's just dying a, a very quick death though. Um, with what they're, the, the situations they're putting them in and they're giving them some really, they, they, tonight was a good opportunity for him to knock it out of the ballpark. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I thought he could have, I thought he could have done more squeaky clean baby face stuff tonight to get more heat, to get the fans to turn on him even more. Because now I feel like it's 50-50 again versus them all starting to kind of like hate him a little bit, you know, last time. Mm-hmm. I think I think now he, 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 he divided the crowd again, and I don't think that's a good thing. Um, I think he needs, like, you know, give the Kurt Angle, old school Kurt Angle squeaky clean, you know, gosh golly OG bullshit uh, answers. And get the fans to really just like uh, screw this guy, you know, Blah. just the over the top, squeaky clean baby yeah. face stuff. I know that would be great, but I think they are trying really for him works. as a baby face, like they're because with Kurt, he was a like, heel really? that you know they made a heel by being too much of a baby face. But with Jason Jordan, it, and I'm sure that's why they paired him up with the Miz. I'm sure they're like, if there's one guy they'll cheer him against, it's it's the Miz. But the Miz was fantastic. Miz He's always is, and I, yeah. I was gonna say I, I don't know Raj because Miz gets good reactions, doesn't he? Against John Cena, but outside of that, not really. I mean, he he's still he's no. still the heel. Like he knows his role. He gets booed. Uh, you know, he does everything like, to get booed. He does. Yeah, and, and he does his job. He does. Man. He's one of the few true heels. I feel like that's that's still out there. True. He does try his ass off to get, yeah, he does. And just the way, you know, he'll, he'll use those cheap heat comments, like, like his first line with, man, you don't know how much I hate being in this city. <laughs> it, just, it just sounded so genuine when he said it. <laughs> I was, so, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully WWE realizes that Jordan as a babyface isn't the way to go long term. You could try it out, and then uh, hopefully they're open to changing their mind as opposed to sticking with it like they did with Roman. 
Um, you know what's crazy is like his work though. His in ring his in ring work is very babyface. Yeah. His biggest strength is his comeback or his hot tag when he was tag teaming and fire. He's got great fire. He says with great fire nowadays, and I could. That's where I could see the conundrum for them. You know what I mean? Like, do we character wise, they should make him heal, yes. But the way he, he's got to change how he works if he's going to do the heel thing. He was never a heel in NXT, right? Not that I remember. Not when? that I remember. Uh, they didn't get much of a character early on, but then with American Alpha, it wasn't so much he was a heel, he was just indifferent to Gable. Okay. He was like the straight man, too cool for Gable's unbridled enthusiasm when they first paired him up. It worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one new thing tonight, though, with Jason Jordan, new theme music coming out to you tonight. Uh, that was a little different. Matt, how did that process work when you were there? Did they just give you a Jim Johnston track and be like, here you go. <laughs> here's, here's your music. Or did you ever get any Dude, they, input in that? Hell no, I got no input. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember my second time getting called up when I did the stuttering character. Um, I could have sworn that uh, it was like the ECW DVD music. That they made a DVD for ECW, and I swear to God, that was my entrance. Not, it was not the ECW theme, right? Because no, that was badass. No, because no, that was pretty. Ob- right. That would be pretty too obvious. But this was like the yeah. WWF's first. Sorry, WWE's very first DVD on ECW, and whatever the theme song from that was was my entrance music, which I was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess Dean Ambrose. He was just saying on a podcast recently that he didn't hear his theme music until he went to the ring and they played it. And that was the first That's time. That's true. So. Yeah. Same here. So, and he, yeah. So a lot of these guys, it doesn't matter where you are in, are in the card. I will say this and it was jumping ahead a little bit, but big cast, his music uh, improved a lot tonight. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I got to go back and listen to it. Yeah. It's a lot better. It, it feels like there's a real difference between when CFO does something custom versus one of these tracks that just sounds like they yeah like they right. reused it from something else um i mean right but how many guys are you going to do the custom thing for cfos gets a salary where their job is to create music for the wwe that is their yeah. full-time job they go to every day yeah but think about how many how many guys they got to come up with you're gonna you know are you gonna spend an extra time for Cass or extra time for nakamura you know what i mean it's like nakamura's took a while for them to come up with Hang on. Let me ask you guys this. Does Big Kaz's come with friggin' um, uh, believable, authentic charisma in his promos? Does that come with his entrance music? <laughs> that was horrible. No. <laughs> we'll get to it. But it yeah. Hey, really quick. I'm all over the place. But Nakamura, he didn't have that song in Japan? No. No. That's uh, that similar. Did he, come out, he came out the same Michael Jackson playing yeah. guitar crap, right? No, right, it's similar. It sounds like, the, I know what you're talking about. It sounds like CFO listened to his J- Japan music and wrote something that fe- had that same feel to it, even right. down to the violin, you know? Yeah. But this, this was custom. Yeah, it's custom, but it's intentionally similar, though. You know, Matt, you know what they originally wanted Nakamura's music to be, right? No. They wanted him to have the glorious song. And Nakamura turned it down. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that was originally given to him. Nakamura turned it down, and man, how that worked out. 
you know, that worked out had, great for Rude. He, he still could have made that. He would have made that work. He could. I just, I, I mean, he probably would have just because he's got that kind of charisma, but it just, this just seems to fit him so much better what he has now. Oh my God! With that in mind, could you imagine if the Canellas, uh, if the Canellas's had turned down the greatest love, and Jason Jordan was coming out to that? Just how much more epic that would be! Right. Yeah, you know, song about the love for his father. Oh, that'd be something. <laughs> uh, Sheamus versus Seth Rollins tonight in singles action, doing the the dosi do of uh, tag teams still to come. So, Raj, is is it looking definite that it's going to be Rollins and Ambrose going for the tag titles at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I mean, you could kind of see that coming. We, I mean, we talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah, but um, well, yeah. Can we say something real quick? We shit on the tag division enough. That does freshen it up for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. We have two bona fide main eventers, right? Yeah. yeah. No, again, again, Rollins and Ambrose weren't really doing anything, so it, it gives them something. It does prop up the tag division. It gives them a babyface tag team other than the Hardys. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, it's something. It's just. It's kind of unfortunate to see Rollins in this spot right now. Mm-hmm. Although, funny, I mean, going up against Sheamus, I mean, geez, this was like a time warp from two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, a matchup that uh, happened a lot. So uh, next week, uh, Ambrose versus Cesaro, which actually that, that I'm looking forward to seeing. That sounds – we haven't seen that in a while. That could be good. Um, so yeah, that match tonight, further along that story. And after that, Rollins was attacked by Cesaro. Um, so there was the promo for Samoa Joe. There was one for one Reigns. Matt, what did you think of those video packages tonight that they did hyping up the, the three-way? Always do a great job with those. Always. Yeah. No, definitely different stylistically. And uh, then after that, Bray Wyatt came out cut sort of a lengthy promo on Finn. Finn interrupted him doing a uh, Bray's yep. lights off, then lights on and boom, he's in the ring. Yep. So this feud's happening. Um, yeah, Matt, go for it. And I like it. I, I like this feud. I like the potential of it. And, and they did. And, and they, you know what, for, for weeks, I was so frustrated with what they were doing with Finn Balor versus the friggin' drifter. All right. <laughs> who I could not back over with my truck enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, like, they, they created that killer, I don't know what it is, that killer, that, that fifth gear that I keep talking about that you have to have when you're switching gears as a worker in the ring, when you get pissed off and just enough's enough. And what you're doing is just on a whole different level in, a, in that fifth gear of just just intensity. And he did, he started exhibiting that really heavily versus the drifter. And then um, actually it started right when he came back from injury, when they put him in that, uh, uh, that, that big, uh, what was that match? five-way match, four-way match, whatever the hell it was that Joe ended up coming out on top of. Yeah. Um, to begin Joe's push. Um, anyways, and then it carried on to the drifter and just kept getting bigger and crescendoing more and more and more. So now he's at a great place, in my opinion, to go in there versus Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt's been winning matches, so now he means a little bit more. This, this is a good feud. I'm actually excited about it. The potential of, of course, maybe getting a demon appearance here and there. Well, that's what... Uh... The guy that does our Twitter, Chris, he he wrote God versus Demon. You know that's that should be the 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 uh, the tagline for it because Bray Wyatt's always been calling himself a god, so it's kind of a cool cool little thing. I don't know. I I think it'll be cool for Balor. It'll be it'll be good to see him get a big win. It'll be good to see him bring that mm-hmm. demon character back. 
these Bray Wyatt promos aren't doing anything for me, and I'd like to see him turn babyface and freshen up a little. It was a little different tonight. He had a little different. Tonight was a little different. I was going to say yeah. the same thing. I thought it was better. Yeah. He looked a little more comfortable, a little more folksy, um, if that's a word. Yeah, I thought it, thought it was all right tonight. Um, looking forward to, to SummerSlam to that match a lot. Um, we're going to talk about the triple threat match in a second. But first, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, Diamond Dallas Page. He's celebrating his Hall of Fame induction with the DDP UK Tour in September, an inspirational Q&A and conversation with DDP in Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. If you saw his Hall of Fame speech, you know he could tell some stories. You can also experience a DDP Yoga to Workshop in Harrogate, Glasgow, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. Go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot, find out all the details, and... If DDP ain't going to be near you anytime soon, then get yourself the DDP Yoga Now app, which is used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDP Yoga. This app has everything, including over 150 workouts, including live DDP workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, as well as endless, healthy, great-tasting cooking shows. And right now, you can get the app and the DVDs for 20% off. Take advantage of this summer sale on the DDP Yoga program by going to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc and using the promo code summer17 at checkout. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc and using the promo code summer17 at checkout. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And if you haven't been to one of these workshops and been wanting to go and you live in the UK, you gotta check it out. I've been I've been to one and it's one-on-one like he'll have you know there's a group in there but he comes and talks to everyone and and uh so it's very personalized you get you get to you know have a conversation with them so it's it's not you it's not that you're just a participant you you get to interact and mingle and and these things are very personalized so i definitely think it's a it's a really cool thing to check out yeah no definitely the ultimate ddp experience uh triple threat tonight Again, interesting that they're doing this. They've been doing this, it seems, more lately, moving that big match instead of the last segment, doing it to close the second hour, which I thought was interesting. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the match tonight? And the fact that the com- the commentary kept saying, this is what you're going to see at SummerSlam, just it's going to have Brock in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You hit yeah. me on the head, seriously. I don't get why they – I mean, jeez. What a great, humongous pay-per-view main event attraction match just to say, hey, here you go. <laughs> just to throw away. Yeah, as a fan, okay, cool. Like, I, I'd be stupid to say I don't appreciate it and, and I, I wouldn't want to see it. That's stupid, you know? So part of me is like, should we really be complaining about this? You know what I mean? As a fan, I love it. So let's call it what it is, right? But as an analyst or whatever the hell you want to call us here on the podcast, reviewing the show from a business sense – that's what we're supposed to be doing is talking about it from both sides of the coin. One side as a fan, other side as analysts and analyzing this is not brain surgery to figure out that this was stupid as far as giving away, giving away the damn cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the week before the Royal Rumble, it's like, we're going to do another Royal Rumble, but with 25 of the guys instead of all 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, do, they, they, they always do that. Yeah. They do. They just, yeah. They, they just mix. Anytime they have these multi person matchups, they just mix, mix and mingle until that matchup comes. And so that's what they're doing here. And I'm sure next week they'll probably have Reigns versus Joe in a rematch or, you know, some, some combo of mm-hmm. what we saw tonight. So, um, yeah. you know, I was telling Glenn before the show, it, it's 
too bad they didn't have some sort of step or something that they could have added to the main event that they there was a reason that they had to have this match tonight you know that you are giving away three of the four guys um as opposed mm-hmm. to just trying to kill time but that being said the match was good it, i i thought the was, show died after this that match. roman was going to i thought it was going to be obvious i thought it was obvious that roman was going to go over i kind of thought he had to he hasn't you know he hasn't won a match in like 7 weeks but that's <laughs> but this is what's beautiful about it, it means he's not going to win the pay-per-view and this is right on track with my prediction of Samoa Joe winning this mm-hmm. thing. Maybe, but we still got a few weeks. So they could have it that Braun wins next week and Samoa Joe wins the week after that. So it no. just really throws a wrench. Samoa Joe's winning, mark my word. <laughs> no, I, you know, Matt, I think that's hey? a smart booking decision because look, with Roman and Braun, you've got a feud that they can ride. I mean, this is going to be, I think, in the grand scheme of things, a career-defining feud for both of them. They can easily take that through the end of the year um, if they keep it going. Mm-hmm. And if Brock's on his way out, what better thing to do than put Samoa Joe over? And as we've been saying, I mean, you were saying you could tell by the way they've wrestled that Brock respects him, and I don't think he'd have a problem giving him uh, that run. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, and they get to transfer that no, no unbeatable yeah. Brock energy into someone that's going to be with the company and more committed to the company going forward. So. No, you you with, with Joe cool. winning, you have a ton of potential matchups too because you got you got a rematch with Lesnar because Lesnar beat him once. You got Strowman, you got Roman, you got Seth Rollins. You right. know, you got all these guys. You got Finn Balor. So it's just a ton of people you open it up to. Yeah. Like with yeah. Braun, you don't have that same like Braun and Finn. I just it, it, that dynamics just not right. You know what I mean? Whereas I think it, it, it's there with Joe. So yeah. I, I think you're opened up to more matches that way. So it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I almost feel like Lesnar's winning with the way they uh, they did that. He's quitting gimmick. We'll see. And Roman, I think everybody. Even even Roman the Roman haters like him in the feud with Braun. Even like the ambulance stuff, it's it shades of Stone Cold. Yes. It's anti-hero yes. when Roman's being extra vicious with with Braun. It works. Oh, I, wait! I was gonna say the opposite. I was gonna say I yeah. think they like it because Braun kicks the. Oh, shit they out like of that him. too. But what I'm saying is like when Roman was doing the ambulance thing and like backing him in there, that's so over the top and so not the Roman Reigns we've known before. I think they appreciate but, that. But did, did, did we really did I don't okay yeah I didn't think anyone really was cheering for that I thought they were like like I thought they got kind of like pissed at him like oh maybe God. some did I don't know everything I saw online and my thought with it was like oh my God this is insane that they're doing this with the guy that they tried to make the next Cena right I mean I agree with it. on paper that's exactly what yeah. that spells out and what it yeah I agree with you on that I just I don't know how the fans took it I guess I don't know as long as they keep up in the ante with them, if they go through the end of the year and we get bulldozers, what, what, what's left? A machete? No. Yeah, what, what's left? First off, we need some explosives at some point. I mean, they, they've been cutting back on pyro, <laughs> so just take all that pyro they've yeah. stockpiled. You know, see so that get a bulldozer, yeah. maybe maybe a buried alive match. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can go with this. Um, Bring Vince McMahon's Corvette back oh, and fill the concrete again. <laughs> Hey, oldie but goodie, right? Um, so mm-hmm. after that, uh, promo hyping up Big Cass versus Big Show with Enzo Amore. Uh, we'll talk about that match. Um, Elias, Elias, who's just Elias now, versus Callisto. Now, you've heard what I've had to say about Elias previously, Elias Sampson on this podcast. Um, when they announced his opponent as Callisto, I muttered out loud, oh, poor Elias. Like... What a step down from Why? Finn Balor. 
to I mean, oh, look, you, hey, know, you it's get, a showcase you give, match for yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. You, you give him some showcase matches. He could, you could tell they, I love you could tell Vince likes Elias. You know, yeah, yes. oh, that's clear. Yes, so. I loved as a, as a performer. I loved those matches because I was young, green, and experienced, and I needed to be seen as dominant. And what you know, I get fans aren't going to ever think the local jobber guy is going to beat me. You know, I get that. But this is was this isn't what that was. They gave him, you know, a guy on the actual roster. I'm not saying he's a heavyweight champion or anything, but he's a guy on the roster who's been there for a little bit now. He's somewhat established. Showcase match for a good win for you know Elias. Um, tough, you know, and that's what those matches are for. You really get to get all your offense over, if you will. So when it comes time to working somebody better down the road, like when I would say I worked Big Show or something like that, and I hit him with an F5 or my finisher at the time. And he kicks out of it. It means more because I already established it the first six weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, uh, and it when you're when we were younger and they did, you know, they had the enhancement matches. It just helped you know who was important, and you learn their moves and and what the finish. You know, kind of what you just said with the with the finishers, yeah. and you get to know the wrestlers better because when he's wrestling Finn, chances are he's not going to win clean with his finisher. So you, you don't right. know what his finisher is necessarily. Mm-hmm. So and it definitely, uh, I wish they would do more of these actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Callisto's at that level where, uh, I mean, him or Apollo Cruz, I, I could see them doing a storyline. It's not like it was Kurt Hawkins who screams one off exhibition match. I, I almost prefer they just bring those no name guys, you know, that, uh, yeah. And then yeah. that way, I don't know. Just uh Because here's the thing. Well, let's be honest though, they're not gonna do any they're not doing they're not gonna do anything with these some of these guys. Mm-hmm. So why not be a somewhat not somewhat let's, that that's insulting. Why not beat an, a bigger star? Yeah. Kurt Hawkins is a bigger star, you know. Um Callisto is a bigger star. Yeah. The win means more. Now the argument's like, well, because you wanna what happens if they want to do something with Callisto? And him and the other guy down the road. They're obviously not, you know what I mean? And if right. they come across that bridge when they get to it, then they will. It's yeah. been years. I mean, they tried with Callisto. And uh, what, I don't know what I'm missing. I like Callisto. I don't know. I, like it's, it's because, I think it's because of his size. As long as he's a smaller guy, Vince is going to not, you know. He's entertaining to me, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, think he's, I think his matches are fun to watch. His promos suck. Um, but. His promos are horrible. Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of gets you right off the bat. Uh, maybe because I'm a bigger guy, I like it, but I, I'm always so attracted to the uh, the cruiserweights, you know what I mean? In general, in general, where right. once the bell rings, I'm always, wait, just, I love watching those matches, especially good ones. No, and he can actually bring a shot to that cruiserweight division because he, he hadn't been on TV in a little bit. If they yeah. had him be a surprise against Wait a minute. Neville. Why have we not thought about this? We, we've How talked we about it before. Part of this? Yeah. Yeah. We have. Yeah. How was he not being? Yeah. Why? Why not put him against what's his name? Well, he. I'm sure he probably doesn't want that because then he's not on the road. You know, because they only use a handful of the cruiserweights at a time. And so, uh, yeah. as long as he's got a mask, bro, he'll be. He'll always have a job. That's merch money, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you think Vince can even tell There's him and Sin apart, or do you think Vince just thinks it's the same guy? Especially now that Sin Cara got rid of the horns on no. his mask. Do you see that? Yeah. No, and I know Vince don't. I guarantee Vince doesn't know the difference between the two. <laughs> I guarantee it. And yeah. he still books both of them like the Rey Mysterio, but you know they're like two thirds the talent of Rey with none of the charisma, um, which is unfortunate. 
But Batista's got talent. He just doesn't have that he, charisma at all. Yes, and he's young, and he's still he's still growing. You know, he's still growing into this persona. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so Elias. Yeah. So it's no more shirts. no more last name. So he's they're not even calling him the Drifter anymore, right? It's just Elias. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like Elvis, Bono, or Madonna. Or Cher. Yeah, it's like Langston, Rusev. What was Rusev's first? Alexander, right? Alexander. Yeah. Um, so. He got some uh, cheers tonight, and I thought the cleverest... Okay, so this was clever tonight. This was preempting uh, the troll chants. <coughs> Corey saying he calls this move Drift Away. So that thing that, that everyone in NXT was chanting at him now is a move name. It makes it sound like they're, they're going along with the gimmick. Yeah. When do they change Drift Away? That was a big NXT thing. And the fans would chant it. Uh, yeah, so preemptive. Uh, the fact that Vince cares enough to get rid of his last name you know, shows that he, he, he he's well, thinking of him. He cares somewhat about him, yeah. yeah. You, you know what's funny? This shows you how much heat I have with this character that even on it, that shows you, I, didn't, I watch every NXT episode and I didn't know they, chant, they chanted that at him. You want to know why? Because I fast forwarded that shit. <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's funny. Yeah, I'm not trying to be it's funny because I think you know? I think uh, Elias has a cool look. That that, that the card guitar gimmick I feel like brings him down a couple pegs. Because, I oh. hate it. I hate. And not just that. Gimmick. I feel like it it takes him from being a a potential top guy to permanent mid card, you know, mid cardish. But yes, you know. they they give him these showcases. They give him minutes of television time on national. Yeah. And, international television million dollars per minute by the and way. he goes out there and it sounds like it's literally off the top of his head but he's not particularly clever or talented so it's he's just going out there. <laughs> but that's the, but, but i think i think they would argue that that's the heat that's that's but, what the point is but the miz if you want a great heel you go out there maybe matt during the day you got time backstage he can't spend 10 minutes writing a song idea something that's a little catchy or funny or clever they might go out there and get some uh, heat bro. and also entertain people. I Man, mean, you don't want to be entertaining. In I would position. rather know, learn what's going on with Popeye's chicken this week than watch Elias go out there and make up some song off the top of his head. I do think, <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be kind of like the Nikolai Volkov, you know, singing the Russian national anthem before the uh, match. Where it's supposed to sound bad. It's supposed to be cheap heat. And then the baby faces music comes, cuts it off, and they get the big pop by cutting it off. So back to back weeks with Nikolai Volkov references, just pointing it out. Did we have a Nikolai Volkov reference last week? Yes, yeah, we with your sweet Tatanka Lex Luger. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Folks. Yeah. I remember all this stuff. I mean, talk about right. grabbing the brass ring. Elias has this opportunity, I think, to really come up with something. I mean, a, a heel, you can get heat and still. It's up to him, Glenn. Glenn, this is up to him. You're right. He does. You have all day to be doing this. You're right. And the thing is, we know what's happening. The creative team has a freaking heart on to be able to do this. You know, the one guy in creative is like, oh, cool. I get to come up with songs. This, yeah. this will be funny. And it's horrible. And it's up to Elias to grow a pair and say, you know what? That's cool. C can I try this and write some stuff out? And if it offends the writer, then you got to do what the writer says. I understand that. But yeah. if you really want to get over it and you've got something that's really good, like that, that because let's be, you can, you can still be entertaining and be a heel at Raj. You know what I'm saying? You can still find a way versus the the, the, the 1985 no, i'm not saying you can't but that's where they haven't pegged that that's what they, well, yeah, that's okay. what they think yeah. is going to get him that you know yeah. they don't want him to be entertaining 
I mean, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree okay. that you can be. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time, you know, like with, with Glenn said with The Miz. But it's just so uh, weird that they, they I mean, he's going to get that heel heat by not being entertained. <laughs> <laughs> like, like someone's pulling him aside backstage. Like like Michael Hayes is pulling him aside and be like, I know you came up with the song. I know you put your heart up here. So I want you to go out there and just think of the dumbest thing you can say. No, nothing that's even remotely clever. I know you grew up here. Don't work in any specific references or something with the audience. He, he, he's not doing it, though. He's reading yeah. off of a script. Yeah, it's yeah. so bad. It's so, so bad. Um, but and they could turn it around, but I, yeah, maybe it's supposed to be like an anti comedy thing. I don't know. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Elias won over Callisto. Um, so Bailey, Alexa Bliss talking backstage, talking some smack against Sasha Banks, talking uh, about facing Bailey at SummerSlam. We got a clip from Pure Country, Pure Heart. <laughs> uh, this is a WWE Studios film that I will not be watching, folks. That was the best shot, Mike. Yes, you will. No, this this looks worse than something even. I watched all of the Police Academy films this last weekend, and Pure Country, Pure Heart. I love Police Academy. To me, per, says I draw part the line. three. It was good. Actually, five and six are decent crime comedies. They just don't follow the formula. I'll say that much. Crime comedies. Yes. Oh my right. god. <laughs> The whole thing with Lassard thinking uh, this kidnapping is part of the hostage simulation, that is legitimately a funny plot line yeah. in any movie. But I'm just saying, please. Which one's with which one's Gutenberg? Citizens on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol is number four. The one yeah. with the rap song and all the skateboarding. Better than I remembered it being. Ugh. That one didn't have Gutenberg, right? Once no, that Gutenberg one left that, that movie. That's no, they relied heavily on Bobcat Goldthwaite. They relied on heavily. Yeah, and the uh, that one dude that did all the, the sounds. Michael Winslow. Mm. Yes. Yeah, he was Michael awesome. Winslow. Yes, he was. Absolutely. He was awesome. <laughs> so but, I, I, but, uh, you know, Gutenberg, he's on uh, the rock show yeah. now ballers. Like, so I, I haven't that. seen him in decades yeah. and he seems like he, like he forgot how to act. Like he, Oh yeah. You think he's pretty good. No, in? he's terrible. He just looks like he's, he looks <laughs> like he's reading off a script. Oh my God. So I was so bummed. Cause I was a big Gutenberg fan back, back in the day. If uh, yeah, anyone wants to check it out, everything. the short-lived TV show Party Down from a couple years ago, the best episode is when they cater Steve Gutenberg's birthday party. I recommend everyone check it out. Um, so yeah, Pure Country, Pure Heart looks pretty terrible. So it's is got- that Shawn Michaels' only scene in that movie, or is that the best <laughs> scene they could find of Shawn? Because that was that was like nothing. He's, Sean, he, he was about- is that the one where Shawn's... Is that where he's looking into the camera but not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he and, and he he allows the people to go backstage. That was his uh, that was his big part. Uh, and was he wearing a wig? Uh, that looks like a wig. It's weird. Oh man, he had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, but as we learned from Brett Michaels, that could be used <laughs> to cover you know. Oh. Some- some balding. Uh, not saying it was. It just uh, looked like a wig. Um, we, I don't see. I most... don't see Sean. I don't see Sean going the way of John Cena and Batista. By the way, this is the most on the internet anyone is going to talk about this goddamn movie this week. Um, yes, until you watch it, I guarantee you watch. I, 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 I kind of think Glenn might too. Well, now out of curiosity, I'm thinking maybe I need to see it, but no, I got I got a, I got a backlog of other stuff to get through. Um, so Pitley versus Nia Jax. You're you're. Oh, what's that, Matt? What's that, Matt? Matt, yeah. Matt had a quick. Say, you, you can't. You're the ideal. You're the ideal WWE mark. You're a good little mark. You'll watch everything they put out. <laughs> and you can't. Really You'll play WWE with their toys. Studios movies sitting there that you haven't watched. Come on. I don't know, man. I, and I'm. Can I just say? <laughs> 
And, and you know, what about Glenn last week talking about how he, half of his day job he's worrying <laughs> about what figures are coming in stock or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's called a preoccupation in fandom, Matt. You know, I want every member, whenever the next time Matt Morgan releases merchandise, there's a signing. So, you know what? I don't want Matt to think I'm a mark. Don't I'm come. not going to go. I'm not going to participate. I don't want him to think I'm one of those guys. I want to show Matt how cool I am by not showing up or buying his stuff. You know? That's one thing. Watching this dribble is another, though, brother. We, we, we all have our vices. What can I say? Um, <laughs> so Bailey versus Nia Jax. Uh yeah. Nia. It was just again, yeah. man. I, I don't understand. Ba- Bailey is such a good worker. She's actually I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. She's actually regressed in the ring. I'm not even talking about persona or character crap. Her work actually. Did you like you're in the ring with a monster? You don't punch once and go, hmm, that didn't work. You know it ain't going to work. You got to machine gun shit your stuff. Punches, kicks. As soon as you get an opening, that, that's a given right from the get-go. You have, you have a small history with Nia Jax now. This isn't your first time in the ring with her. You know one shot ain't going to do shit to her. So you've got, like, she looks stupid doing that. And it, it doesn't make you feel sorry for her. It makes you go, that was stupid. So now we're not emotionally investing in her and getting the sympathy that we're supposed to be getting for her. And yet that's a completely eliminated. We don't feel sorry for her. And in the meantime, Naya's just mauling her where we're supposed to be sympathizing, but we're not. Well, you a, see what I'm saying? And that's well, why a, this was a miss. Well, A, they made Bailey look like a, a sad loser for like two months. And then in one week, she wins the match to get a title shot at SummerSlam. And I don't know if they thought that that yeah. was all they needed to do to get her back. But you could hear people could. having conversations in the stands during this match. I mean, they had like killed her yes. dead. Sasha should be in that match at SummerSlam. Okay, that's all true, but as a ring in the ring as a wrestler, you still have the opportunity, no matter what your storyline is, when yeah. you're in such a mismatch, to get sympathy. It's almost impossible not to, and she found a way to do it. And, that, and it was a disconnect from the be- once the bell sounded and she threw that first shot, and Nia no sold it. It was over from that moment, and anybody emotionally investing in her until the finish came. That's think, what happens. Do you think she was thrown off by just how the how quiet the crowd was from the beginning. Cause they, like they didn't, they didn't do anything for her entrance. I mean, it was just like dead silent. No, no, because she was rigid. She was rigid with her facial reaction with, with the no sell with Naya, like kind of no selling her stuff. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was, you could tell that's how she planned to do it from the get go. It wasn't her rea- being reactive, if you will. Yeah. It was, I'm going to do this and I'm going to hit, I'm going to do a, then B then C and I'm going to do it exactly like this. And the, another part was, it really annoyed me was the very end where she just finally goes over or whatever the hell it was, you know, and, and what's her name hits the ring and she's a midget and she, cha- she ran away from a midget her shoulder or not. And, and, and she's supposed to be this fighting baby face. She ran away like a little, like a little girl. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. She no, no. It, like, she, she looked weak as hell. It just yeah, reminded me of like when Alexa kicked her ass every week and then they had the match at the pay-per-view. Bailey was just afraid to use a kendo stick and Alexa beat her with it and kind of kind of going back to that. It didn't work before. I don't know I, if I, they think it's going to work this time. It's frustrating because Bailey's somebody like when she was in NXT, I've never met her, but I, I started to message her because I really was really buying her where she was and how she was improving. Yeah. 
You know, I was like, I remember telling her, like, you have something incredibly special here going on. And I hope they're able to magnify that once you get called up. You know, don't lose that innate ability to connect with the audience. I remember telling her this. And she's mm-hmm. so respectful. You know what I mean? She's like, you should actually call me Mr. Morgan. I was like, holy shit, I'm old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I was like, really into her character yeah. like all the girls in nxt i was so blown away by it and um but her specifically i was like she could be a female john cena i'm yeah. dead serious i remember when she was in nxt i'm like she's the biggest baby face on that freaking in that company period on any show and they they found a way to screw it up i mean that's why anytime people say anything about anyone like <laughs> kenny omega or you know even with nakamura when he was in nxt that they're surefire they're surefire star you don't know, don't man, know. with WWE, with their creative and they're ha- them having to put their little paws on it. Uh, yes. It, it, there's no sure thing. And they could be telling a redemption arc right now, but they're not. I mean, they could have done it last week when people were all going, yeah. Sasha should have yes. won. She should be running through every other yeah. woman on the roster week after week, working up to Alexa's like the final boss. Yeah, and she should have made some sort of change like you know in a movie when you come when you hit rock bottom there's something that inspires you to change not just one week you just start winning you know right. like you, you you do you make a change you do something different you do You're a right. promo saying like oh my god i need to change things Ooh, anyway. this is what they could be doing that could be terrible i was just thinking about this because i was watching blood sport the week before last <laughs> <laughs> um we put movies on. We got, boy, we got cats. We're sitting around. <laughs> we, we just got cats. We're watching movies. But you know what I could see them almost doing? What if Bailey gets injured and the angle is Sasha takes her place to, like, avenge mm. Bailey at SummerSlam? If they're punking her mm. out. I, I think, I think Sasha's that. turning on Bailey. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. But That could be good. You have two heels now. You have two heels now. Mm. You, you two, big, two, two, two similar heels in a way. With uh, Sasha regard. and Alexa, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. You got to keep them opposite, and somehow Sasha's got to get in this match. I don't know how, but she's got to get in it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Unless they have other plans for her at SummerSlam, but I it can't just be Bailey versus her. It can't. Yeah, and I doubt they have other plans for the. You know, you know how limited they are with the number of women's matches they put right. on the pay per view. So, yeah, it's like the right. title match, or that's it. You're a multi-person. <clears throat> uh, so Bailey won that bike. Can I just say go for it. a good a good addition, in my opinion, to the WWE uh, women's roster would be Madison Rain. She's a free agent. Okay. Madison Rain would be a very good. Uh, she's young still, and she's good on the mic, it, and she can go. I think she'd want to do that schedule because she's got she's I got a no young idea. kid. I think no. Yeah, she does. She definitely does. And she's very happy. I just, as a worker, I've always been yeah. a fan of her, so her character. Yeah. Sorry. Because I'd be surprised, because you mentioned that, because I was surprised she wasn't in the May Young Classic. And so that was the only thing I could think of of why she mm. wouldn't have been in. I think that happened too quickly, bang, bang, with with, with leaving, you know, uh, TNA at the time. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it was really right on top of each other. Yeah. Who knows? They had a bunch of busters in that tournament, by the way. <laughs> seriously did you go live when they taped it yeah i'm looking forward to it airing um surprised they taped it so far ahead of time there a lot of girls you're like why is she in it they could have just cut it down you to know, 16 but... people and uh yes it, it would have been a lot more there's... effective and there was a lot of good girls they, they left out i mean how does velvet sky not get invited to this somehow mm. yeah 
Yeah. She would have been over as hell if she was in that. Big time. So the main event tonight, Big Cast versus Big Show. Was was there something else on that they assumed people were going to turn over to? It seems weird to put that as the closing segment. It's like they gave Man. up after the fatal three the three way the three way and they're thing. just like whatever it was. Yeah. People are going to turn away. Let's just stop, you know, and then just Let's just, just use this. <laughs> just use what. I mean, that's what they did. Because after that, you had Elias. That Bailey match, and then the crowd was dead, yeah. and then this, and I thought they were going to do something here to, uh, maybe not a ring break, but something that got people talking, you know, because it was yeah. a defense segment, but it was basically the same crap they've been doing the last two weeks. So, you got to be careful when you put two big guys in a ring together. Like that's that 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 that, and that's a that's a tribute, by the way, to how good Braun has gotten, mm-hmm. because. Yeah, his stuff he was doing with Big Show was remarkable, and, and it's so hard to do. It's so hard to move in Big Show, you know. And Braun is so damn strong, and they, they were doing so many cool things together. Both of them worked really well together, and that's very difficult when you have two guys that size. Same with Kaz versus him. It creates honestly two big guys. Are, more times than not, is a bad match. Yeah, in my opinion, as a big guy, you know, it just is. I think we always match up better versus David. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and, and this is always a natural, easy match. Yeah, and I think the problem with doing this match tonight, too, is you do not want to see them go one on one because this seemed like the setup for a SummerSlam. Right. Match. And after seeing yes, this, I was like, dude. man, this, you, you've talked me out of it. This, this seemed like the setup for a SummerSlam yep. pre show yep. match at best. At, yeah. This Even is- that, I, that's like, okay, I could skip the pre show this year. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is, I remember it was me versus Mark Henry and OVW. I was brand new, right? And Mark would be obviously the veteran by a million years at the time, you know, way more experienced. And a long story short, like Jim Cornette did it really intelligently. I didn't have much experience. So he'd have me do like tug of war contests, me versus like 10 dudes. And I'd freaking <laughs> beat them. A manager would come out and tie the end of the rope to the freaking ring post. And I would snap the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, trying to cheat so I couldn't win the tug of war, like crazy stuff like that to get me over in my strengths. So six months down the road, when I was somewhat improved enough to get in the ring with Mark Henry, it meant something. And it was now you had Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Mm-hmm. You don't give them Godzilla versus King Kong right out the gate. You want people to build to see that, you know, mm-hmm. you want to see that, like you want to build, I want to build to see just the stare down of face to face, see who sizes, you know, who's really taller and who's, you know, which show is by a lot, um, yeah. you know, th- that kind of a thing. And then eventually it's way down the road, but like, yeah, man, they, they showed their ass tonight, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yep. It, it's, uh, does nothing. I mean, and Kaz's promo did him no. Sorry, Kaz's promo did him no favors. No, I did. That was horrible. Horrible. Yeah, he's got to stop reading what they're writing. Yeah, and Enzo, they're just killing this guy. Like his his promo got no pop tonight. Yeah, that's a shame, man. That was a, that was a. There's another one. You know, uh, sure. I, I can't. I mean. Okay. Yeah, he's small, so you could say okay, if he's great in NXT. I could see WWE screwing it up, but. Honestly, at first, I didn't think that. I thought, like, this dude was surefire because he's so good on the mic. He can always get his heat back. He can always be entertaining. And I think he can still do that. It's just a shame what they're doing with him. Yeah. No, I mean, even even if he is great as a babyface with his promos, he could be an awesome heel manager. 
And then you have we haven't had a great one like that. Paul Heyman. I would love to great, have him as but, my manager. Yeah, I think uh, I think Enzo could be awesome in that kind of a role. Yes, he could. Actually, yes, that's what could. they should. That's what they should have done as a gimmick. They should have brought in Matt. They should have brought you in one week. Every big guy paired up Enzo with every big guy trying it out before getting to show. You know yeah. what they could. Huh. You know what they could do. They could have this whole big thing be a ruse against Big Show, and Enzo turns on Big Show and his cast as manager. Uh, wins, you know, I'd like that. Granted, he got like murdered that. by um, you know, <laughs> every week, but still, it uh, it gives him some. It it, it gives Cass something. Cass seems kind of clueless uh, as a as a heel right now. So I think yes, it, it would it would add a lot to him. <laughs> the punchlines take that Big Show like. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's no motivation. Oh man, yeah. they'll come up with some stupid reason. So uh, I don't even think we need to give our final thoughts on tonight. But uh, Raj, there's a rumored superstar shakeup. We alluded to this last week as a rumor. Yeah. But is there traction and is there truth to the part of the rumor that some people might be sent back to NXT? That's I hadn't heard anything, but that's what Meltzer is reporting. So, um, yeah. Is he still correct? Is he still correct nowadays? He's he's you know for the big stories. When, when I was wrestling, he always was. Yeah, he's 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 had a couple misses lately, but um, he's still the most accurate out there for sure. Okay. So, um, huh? I wonder who they are. Does he does he say? Uh, he said like some people might be sent back to NXT, which seems kind of rough. Does he say you who? Know? I think th- I mean it seemed all speculation right now i mean remember with the the last draft no one knew until the day of i mean we we actually printed out the i think a week or two before because we we received what the lineups were going to be for the house shows and a lot of the wrestlers that dm me didn't know and so they didn't know till for sure until the day of even though we had the lineup and and, and i told them so um Dude, for the boys watching, you're really DMing Raj Geary, yeah, really? What the hell are you doing? You're really DMing <laughs> website, wrestling websites? Shame on you. Hey, man, they, they get more information from us than from the company. That's uh, true. So uh, that, that is honest to God. When I first got into business, Cornette made me, like, I, I watched a review of my match. I saw a review of my match, right? And I was like, you know, I came back the next day of practice. I'm like, Jimmy, I thought you said, you know, my match was good for more, you know, being my first match. I go, these people tore, tore, tore it apart. I said it was horrible. He goes, what the fuck? What in the blue hell are you reading that crap for? <laughs> he goes, if I tell you it's good, it's good. What the hell do they know? You know? And then from that moment on, I stopped reading the sites, right? But then once I got called up to the main roster, I realized, like, you need to know what's going on in the business. I think TNA at the time was starting to come up and do their pay, pay-per-view things or whatever. Mm-hmm pay-per-views and there was ring of honor and you needed to know what's going on in the business and i thought from a financial standpoint you're at a disadvantage if, if you're not up on the news that that was my really honest to god reason to start reading the sites yeah and then you know you get kind of sucked into it after a while right it's <laughs> kind of like reading us weekly on, on an airplane yeah you know it's kind of you get sucked into it and you want to just yeah you know, could, know what's going yeah, on it's it sucks you in i mean and uh and for information information's money man yeah Hey man, I mean, look, I, I, there are a lot of times I wish I could, I wish I could be surprised more often because there is a lot of that aspect that's gone. I think that's just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it. I mean, I could see how it's it's addictive. But 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I, I don't think they have any anything official. And so with the last draft, we got pretty much everyone right except for Cesaro was the one that they ended up not switching over. But um, I think if they're if they're doing a shakeup from Raw to SmackDown, I mean, who do you send over? Hmm. The girls like something with the girls. Um, something's got to change. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really haven't thought about it. Yeah. Maybe is it is it Seth Rollins? Yeah, unless he's doing this tag team thing with Ambrose, it'd be a little quick to do it. Because because Seth versus AJ, that's nice. Oh, that'd be awesome. Seth versus Sami Zayn, that's nice. You could split up the Hardys, um, have Jeff go. That would be great. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but what, what's Matt going to do? Form a trio with uh, the reformed Golden Truth? Matt, you know something? <laughs> I heard what I'm going to predict. I'm predicting Matt Hardy is going to come up with something new. Yeah. He, he, he's so he creative, always tries. It's, it's how much leeway will WWE yeah. give him? Because he was doing that. He'll think up something. Yeah, he was doing that thing in ROH where he was kind of the rich, you know, better than everyone. And he was doing mm-hmm. that really well. Yeah. He, he didn't see Money Matt. Yeah, money right? Matt, yeah. Big Money Matt. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. Uh, Miz is doing well on Raw. I'd like to see him back on SmackDown because SmackDown's lost a lot. A lot. <sighs> he just started taking off, though, man. Remember how pissed we were no, at I first? Know. Yeah. No, with what they I did agree. to him on Raw, but now he's finally picking lead. He's finally leading that show, man. Yeah, that's kind of the the thing. They just did it so recently that another one just doesn't feel like it. Just feels too soon. <sighs> Dean Ambrose has got to do so- well. No, he, he was just been, yeah. He, he any- just moved. He didn't do anything for me there either. Yeah, because I was thinking like Apollo Cruz. He he's another time. one that didn't. You know, he's treading water, but he had just moved. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think with NXT, uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to see how the viewership of that has been doing and what they can do to give that a shot in the arm. But I don't know who they move back there. I mean, unless they just give up on Bailey on the main roster, but that would seem. Hell no! You you think she's going back to NXT? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I don't think. That. Okay, well, let Bro, me see this. Sell, you got to think. Not who I think, but think who I think is in danger. Yeah, but who's in danger? You know, of getting shot. Not her. Okay. I would look, be looking at people that are on like main event. You know, like people like uh, maybe like an Emma Hawkins, but that won't do or anything Dana Brooke. for NXT. Dana Brooke. Yeah, it's not. For, it's not to do anything for NXT. You don't think so? No. I mean, think about. Okay, so we just learned there's gonna be no more Edge hmm. and Christian show. They canceled Talking Smack. The network's not going forward on our Truth's game show. So it sounds like yeah. they're going to wait. Be what? Wait! Whoa! 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 There's a game show with our Truth. There was going to be. <laughs> now it's not happening. They shot a pilot. <laughs> wait, you sound you sound disappointed, Glenn. <laughs> For the network, I like the wrestling on the network. But look, the wrestling fans, I think the reason why we like the network, it's not just we can watch all the old stuff. We like wrestling-related programming. Yeah, original yeah. content. But so, I, I don't think any of those shows, except for maybe Edge and Christian, Edge and even Christian, that, I don't that think hilarious. it added subscribers, but I think it was a good addition. Right. But it didn't right. it, it, it didn't affect business. So if it's not going to affect business, I can see their their decision to not have it because they're, they're starting to get more profitable with the network. Yeah, but at the same time, look at how much illegal streaming is a problem for Game of Thrones. And I think as bad as it is for the WWE, I think it could get a whole lot worse if people just see the network as just a place to just watch pay-per-views and old content. I think you got to make people feel like they're part of a community for it to thrive. They do. They think they, they, the WWE thinks they have that already. It's called the universe. Yeah, but, it's, mm-hmm. but there's nothing they, for in us. Their, in their opinion. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Table for three is good when they do it. Ride along is kind of hit yeah. or miss. I hate ride along. I hate ride along. Depends on who's <laughs> on it. it. It's such bull. Let me tell you, as a guy yeah. who rides with other, you know, dudes, that, that's all so set up and so choreographed. It's so annoying. Yeah. yeah. Table for three is good, and it that really doesn't is. really cost them much yes, to produce. So I, I don't, I don't yeah. see them yep. dropping that. Talking the smack, I don't think was a uh, I, a budgetary thing. Love that show. Yeah, no, I think if they bring someone back to NXT, it's going to be to boost NXT's uh, watch rate on the. Really, network. I mean, that's Summer, someone just theory. mentioned Summer Rae. I, I don't think they care that much about boosting NXT. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say nobody cares what summer race. Yeah, I was gonna say summer race. <laughs> you know? like, it can't just be all the rejects. I think it, the idea. No, I think that's what the idea would be: yeah. is to get them more seasoning. But uh, well, just so they could be. And it could. You, it could. It could give them a fresh paint, a fresh coat of paint, man. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Like Emma. I mean, we will laugh about it when she if she gets sent down and comes back up, and they they'll coming soon, and we'll laugh again. But who knows? She could have something that really takes off for all we know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you never know. Yeah, so I mean the the thing they were saying was the main roster it, the people moving to NXT would be talents that WWE is not going to push mm-hmm. uh, that were probably major stars in NXT. So that you're looking at like Bo Dallas and, and things like that. But he was like huh. ma- top star in NXT. I mean, it might as well have been a decade ago. It was five years ago, right. but it was yeah, like ever yeah, ago, right? But he's right. Or Neville, he's you know, right it, it's, he's not going to. They're not going to move anyone that could be a difference maker on the main roster. Yeah. Maybe. So they're not going to move like Biggie or Seth Rollins or anyone like oh, that. Oh, not them, but I think like I think Bailey and Sami oh. Zayn might be hitting ceilings on the main roster, and they might be more valuable in NXT because they were huge. Who? Sami Zayn and Bailey. They were hugely over in NXT. They've been treated like kind of an afterthought on the main roster, or not handled as well. I'm just saying the darkest timeline. It was supposed to be the end all be all. It's yeah. the fans' reaction. And I'm sorry, but Sami Zayn still gets a great reaction. I agree. And there's a big difference between making the pay-per-view money that he's making now, as opposed mm-hmm. to making that once, uh, you know, the, I hope you're the right. 400 people in in Largo, Florida. So yeah, I hope it's a uh, Ty and Dana and Aiden English and a lot of these guys they just don't right. seem to know what to do with. But I, who knows, man? The, the way I they're mean, making I like to see lately. I'd like to see Ty get a, an authentic opportunity, though. Yeah, I think it'd be way First. too soon to move Ty back to NXT. But yeah, I agree with you. I think he's he's just he's just kind of always gotten the shaft. I don't know. It, it seems like uh, and, and he's also being too nice. I can see it from a mile away. He's got to get greedy and he's got to get. I don't. Want, I want to say mean. Yeah, and selfish. Yeah. A little bit of a killer instinct. Well, yeah, it's, it's same issue, same issue I had when I was there. I was too wide eyed, and, and if I wasn't, I was pretending I was because. I was bigger than everybody else, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, you're only here because you're big, and you're past, you're passing the, you know, you're cutting the line, if you will. You never worked in these. You just showed up here one day, uh, tough enough, and boom, you're on the main roster six months later. You know what I mean? So I had that stigma. So I, if I wasn't pretending to be wide-eyed, I really was. You know what I mean? As yeah. far as showing how much I respected the opportunity I was given. Meanwhile, what I should have been doing was concentrating on mauling motherfuckers and and and, and, and just being in Vince's office every friggin' week. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and giving them ideas after idea after idea. You know, I gave them some ideas. I gave them the blueprint idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I think yeah. that's what Finn does. Like, you, you compare Ty Dillinger to Finn. You know, Finn well, is smaller than Ty, but looks like he can kick your ass because he goes in that ring like he's aggressive yes. as hell. Whereas Ty looks like nothing hurts. Right. So. Right. 
and, and what I'm saying also is also the backstage attitude. Like telling his promos, like how long it's taken him to get there. No. He's definitely not going to want to screw anything up and lose that opportunity that's taken on his whole life to get to. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and unfortunately, you kind of got to be able to risk that yeah. nowadays. Yep. You know, but again, it could be different. You know, that, that was when I was there. From to my understanding, it's a, it's a completely different atmosphere there now. So yeah. it's not like it was when I was there. When I was there, you had to walk on eggshells because a lot of the older guys were friggin' pricks and looking to bury you at every turn. Now, to my understanding, it's a lot cooler. The guys are actually friends with each other, um, you know, root for each other. And it's a good camaraderie, to my understanding, man. It would be a good time to get into business now. Yeah. yeah. But I heard people are having a harder time coming up with their own stuff now. You know, like uh, uh, just because that's they're given what they're what's written for them, and they uh, they're they walk on eggshells. They're afraid to to deviate from the script. Deviate from it. Yeah, I mean, I went through the same shit myself. But you got to be able to do it. Yeah, you have I to. I, I hear you. I, I I wish they would, but mm. what sucks is WWE. Too. Like, they, they, sorry, WWE nowadays they like they don't push you for doing that. Like back in the early stories of Vince talking about Shawn Michaels, you know, cutting the line that was waiting to get, you know, there's a line of people waiting to talk to Vince McMahon in his office. Shawn goes and goes, who's next? And somebody's like, I am. And Vince goes, and then Shawn just cut the line and walked right in. And supposedly Vince had a heart on for it and never looked back <laughs> yeah. and really, really liked Shawn's balls and bravado. And that was, that was Shawn grabbing that brass ring that day that that happened. You know, he told us at a, at a big meeting and it's like, <laughs> Mother Fletcher, you don't want none of us to do that. You know what I mean? Like if any of us did that, we'd be fired. Yeah. It's a different ball game than it was back then. And you use these stories, but they're not relevant to today. So stop using them. Yeah. They're not accurate to today. Today, they can't do that. There's no WCW or ECW breaking down their necks. There's no competition whatsoever. It's the only game in town. They monopolize the business. That's why guys can't go off on their own anymore and, and off script and things like that. Um. I will say Joe, to my understanding, is doing it as much as he can. And they're letting him. They're giving him free reign. Yeah. Of work. So that's cool. But um, you know what I mean? So it's not really fair. You know, and that's frustrating because there's a lot of good talents that are getting shafted because of that. Yeah. When you got, ten, you know, 15 guys writing for 50, you, you only get so many voices out. And so uh, anyway, that's that's something we've been talking about forever the scripted promos and the over scripting of things and how mm-hmm. how it's hurting it and and i think it, it, it we're, we're going long today so maybe we'll leave this for another day but and we'll know in a month if this uh, superstar shakeup's happening after SummerSlam. should know in uh, less than a month if they announce it the night after or maybe they just shift like two people you know and it's just something <laughs> quiet i mean that's that's probably what they should do i don't yeah. think they need a, a big a big draft a big yeah, yeah. when they've just had it uh, real quick, guys. Who do you guys think with Nakamura and Cena tomorrow? That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But, 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 but what's the winner? What happens with the winner? They face. Uh, um. What happens with the winner? Here? To, Isn't there a stipulation? Yeah, gender at SummerSlam for the title. Versus who? Gender for the title. Um. Hmm. Gonna, unfortunately, I think it's gonna. They're gonna have Cena do it, right? Cena, gender gets, he puts gender over. That's what I think. So he's, so Cena's got to come out of this somehow, which is horrible for fuck, for freaking Nakamura. Or I got some news on Cena that's going to be up in a few hours on the site. So uh, 
check that out. Um, don't we don't want to reward our loyal podcast listeners who made it an hour deep into the Wrestling Inc. podcast? Check, check it out in a few hours, but it's okay. pretty interesting. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> thinking our fans hung with us uh, i think uh corbin interferes somehow tomorrow and uh ah. yeah and then they go corbin and I, but I didn't corbin that. on and nakamura beat corbin clean already last week it's the wwe nothing's ever finished yeah you know yeah they're thinking we got six more pay-per-views out of this feud you know <laughs> no it's and it's not cena in the transformers Man, movie by the way some couple of people are asking about that it'll be up in a few hours okay <clears> folks <throat> Maybe already by the time. Better be worth says, it that you're not yeah. going to tell us. <laughs> uh, he can't get scooped, Matt, because if he says it here, you know somebody. Yeah, is... someone's just going to copy it right off the bat. Yeah, it's true. Oh. Dirty business, man. Uh, Matt, anything? Yes. Yeah, they'll rip it in a second. Yeah. They, uh, they just up. sit on the homepage just hitting refresh, refresh. They should just simulcast our <laughs> podcast. They should just simulcast us live on WrestleZone. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty much that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. They're an archive uh, version of our site. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? Um, um, I'm in less than three weeks out for my uh, classic men's physique competition. Um, so starting to be really stressed out and super low carb like a mother. Um. So follow me on my Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. Every morning I'm up doing my facet cardio and documenting like a, like a video blog diary of what I'm doing to prepare for the show, starting with my cardio in the morning. And then I work my normal day and day job nine to five, you know, selling my laser devices to plastic surgeons and stuff like that. And then after that, I hit the gym at night and I video blog that again. And uh, it's all going to be put on this website called musclesportmag.com musclesportmag.com where you will be able to see all of these clips strung together for the last three months of me doing it every single day. Wow. It basically goes over what I've done and the, the, the sacrifices I've made to get my body in the shape that it's in. And uh, I do want to point out how my boy Ginger Mahal is now following me on Instagram. I was nice. pretty appreciative of that. And uh, he's watching my damn stories and seeing what I'm doing in the gym because he's a fellow gym aficionado. I think he was pretty um, happy with that. Uh, those comments you made on the podcast about uh, what that one bodybuilder said about him. Oh my god, it drove me nuts. Yeah, um, yeah and I will say that I'm more vascular than him right now. So I love that. <laughs> nice, cool man. Uh, so Raj, everyone should stay tuned to the site. Big news about John Cena story on the site that Raj is going to have in a couple hours, yeah. and we'll be back here Wednesday. Uh, do we have a guest this week, Raj, or is it just talking SmackDown? I think it's talking SmackDown this week. Cool. So Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. Hey. Yes, What's sir. That? Business question. So, I'm so sorry. Quick, quick question. Why would you post it in two hours versus the morning time when more people will be on? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you when we get off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fans must not sleep. <laughs> hey, it's always morning somewhere, you know? Yeah. Cool, guys. So until uh, next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. On behalf of myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, and Mr. Raj Geary, who just – bursting with anticipation here about what he's working on. Uh, we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.